I'm ready. Let's do it. Welcome, one and all, to episode 256 of the Mars Attacks podcast. Happy New Year. It is the 7th. I don't know, is this Larry David territory where we can't say the 7th or we can't say Happy New Year anymore? Anyway, it is the first show of 2022, and I want to welcome you aboard. I am Victor. If you're not aware of this, (laughs) if you've never listened to the show before, today's episode. We'll have a very special guest. It is Marion, lead singer and guitarist of the band of Phantomer. And this is an interview that I conducted late last year. I've been just waiting to release it, waiting for the right time. And with the holidays and everything else, I felt that it was best to uh, leave everything off till now. Uh, Outside of that, you have to... um, Think of the fact, well, if you haven't been paying attention, I have been releasing episodes of the Mars Attacks radio show on Anchor and Spotify. I did the 2021 patrons favorites where I went over the top 10 albums that they selected. And then I reached out to my patrons and said, look, I'm going to do my personal top 25. Do you guys prefer that I do one episode with 25 or do you want five episodes of five songs? They voted and it came back that they wanted five of five. So that's what I did. And it was a lot of fun being able to, you know, share all this stuff that uh, I thought was great. It was a very good year. year. And it's funny because there's always these party poopers that always say there's no good new music coming out and they are wrong because if you look for it, you'll find it. Obviously, if you're dead set on wanting to have the same emotional connection that you had with an album when you were 13 through 17, it's not going to happen. But for a lot of people, for younger kids, it happens. They'll listen to something for the first time and they'll connect to it. Um, Case in point, for example, yesterday, I watched ACDC's Let There Be Rock with my kids. They've been wanting to watch an ACDC concert, so I told them, let's get away from the computer, let's get away from the Nintendo Switch, the Xbox, and let's play some board games, and while we're playing board games as a family, I'll put the ACDC on. And we started with Let There Be Rock. We still have another day where we're going to watch No Bull, and then another day where we'll watch the Live at River Plate concert. But, yeah, so depending on when you grew up, when you first connected with something, it's obviously going to have more of an emotional connection with you. Uh, There is a surprise project that nobody knows about that if it does come to fruition, (laughs) I'm not going to say that I'm leaving podcasting. Um, No. That uh, it'll be something, it'll be a sort of a themed type of show for Mars Attacks that I've been working on for like over a year. And I think I'm at the point where we're, we're or not, I think we're at the point, we're at the point where I'm actually going to try to do 
what I have envisioned. Some people have heard me talk about this on Patreon before, and I've talked to them behind the scenes about it, but uh, I don't want to give any more information away in the event that it kind of blows up in my face. So how about that? Um, also want to mention, haven't done the new releases because there's been very little music coming out since Christmas, more or less, since the holiday season. Uh, I will be picking that back up next week. Also, next week, I will be doing Trivia Tuesday again. That's on Twitch. If you don't know about that, it's a hard rock and metal trivia show. The replays are up on my YouTube. So if you want to go to YouTube, just go to MarsAttacksRadio.com and just look for the YouTube logo at the top. Click on that and you'll find various playlists of different things like the Signals from Mars live stream, the Fireside Friday, and the Trivia Tuesday on Twitch. And you'll see what it's all about. Winners do get prizes. Uh, they are discounts at the moment from my merch store. And if you win one week and you already received one of the discounts, they're $5 discounts, I'll give you free shipping or I'll throw something else in there to make it worth your while. You know, I want people to come back and have fun every week if if possible. So uh, that will be back on Tuesday. Fireside will be back next Friday. And those episodes will start to appear also in audio format on Patreon. So if you are a patron and you're in a specific range, if you're in a $5 and up tier, you'll be able to get those episodes as part of your subscription. So there you go. If you're 10 bucks and up, depending on what tier you're at, you get a different piece of merch. I designed a new shirt for 2022 because it's going to be the 13th anniversary of the podcast. I've already had people ordering them. Well, I've had people check out the design on Patreon and say, look, I just want to buy the shirt. Can you send me the link? And I've done that. So People have been buying that shirt. So um, if you want to see what that's all about, just go to Mars Attacks. Or, yeah, go to MarsAttacksRadio.com and look for the Patreon logo. Uh, you can find links to all the great social media platforms where everything that I do is posted uh, from Facebook to Twitter to Instagram to the Twitch channel. Uh, Mixcloud. Um, look, there's, if you go to the subscribe button, you'll find all the social media platforms and you'll find everywhere where you can either subscribe to the podcast or watch the live stream live. Tonight's live stream uh, will be Ask the Host. The patrons have submitted a bunch of questions that I will be answering. Some humors, <laughs> mostly music related. But uh, it should be a lot of fun. And let's see, I want to remind you guys, if you're not signed up for the newsletter, please do so. Uh, the idea is to make that as fr frequent as possible. You know, um, a, a weekly or bi-weekly newsletter. At least that's the intent. So, you know, obviously, if I get enough of you guys there, 
I will be doing that quite frequently. And within the newsletter, I talk about interviews that I've done, the album of the week that goes up on Patreon. And uh, I give you guys, again, discount codes for the merch store. I do want to give a quick shout out to all of my patrons. And let's go newest to uh, newest to oldest here. And I hope that um, I see that Rob Rowe is missing. I hope he is doing well. And hopefully he will be back soon. He tends to pop in and out. And that's cool. I know that everyone's economic situation isn't the same. So if you can only hop on here for a little bit and then feel the need that you have to, you know, hop off after a while, that's cool. That's fine. I, I understand that we're all going through some tough times, especially now with the holiday season currently over. A lot of people are paying for their for their gifts and stuff like that. So that's fine. Just do what you guys can. If you can't hop on Patreon, like and share what I do. There's plenty of you guys out there that do that as well, and I appreciate that as well. But uh, anyway, newest Patreon, Anthony Mackey, who's joining us from the Mark Striegel Patreon page, which no longer exists now. But Mr. Steven Saylor, Ed the Shred Ferguson. We have the metal politician, Johan, up in Sweden. We have Metal Dan out there in California. Jerry from Long Island. Jose in Connecticut. Chris from the Chris and Amanda show. We have the metal dentist, Gabriel Ruiz. We have Mr. Yarg Metal, yargmetal.com. We have Brad Dahl. We have our Mike Jones. We have Mr. Patrons pick Jeremy Weltman, who, judging by the release schedule, will hopefully be back next week. Always enjoy his segment. Uh, we have the OG Twisted Steve Hoker, the Hokinator. He was going by Ho Ho Hoker for the holiday season. I haven't checked to see his socials if he's changed that or not. Anyway, I want to thank you guys for listening to this episode. I really appreciate it. I say this every episode, but I really mean this. I know you guys can be listening to a million other shows, can be doing a million other things, and I appreciate the fact that you guys are here. I appreciate that you guys spend the time with me when I do the live streams, when I do Trivia Tuesday, when I do the uh, Fireside a pre-show on Fridays as well. Thank you tremendously. And here we go. Let's hop on into the interview with Marion from A Phantomer. See ya. Welcome everyone to a special edition of the Signals from Mars live stream on a Monday. I am joined here by Marion from the band, and I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly. Is it a fandomer? Yep, you're doing very well. <laughs> I was wondering because you guys are a French band, so I wasn't sure if I needed to pronounce the H's or not. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's almost that, quite. Um, in fact, you, you, you have to pronounce it like in French because okay. it's like the merge of two French words. So it will be... It would be if an, it should be if animer, but if animer is is really great. <laughs> I, I I wasn't sure, and since yeah, uh, it's it's really quite that. 
I haven't done my Duolingo in French in a long time. I wasn't sure if I was doing oh. it. <laughs> so, um, awesome. So you guys just released A Dream of Wilderness, and this is album number three for the band. Um, going into the album, was there something special or different that you wanted to do that maybe you hadn't done on the previous two albums? Um, not really. I mean, uh, the third album, as you mentioned, is, is, is really, is really important because, uh, it's, I think it's the album where the sound of the band is really, um, uh, reaching, um, it's true. Uh, yeah, the, the band is reaching its true sound. I mean, so, um, with this album, we, um, uh, we wanted to to yeah really play the music we wanted to create. So we reinforced the elements of our music, like the symphonic parts, the classical influences, some melodic black metal influences. But um, the sound of the band is quite the same, just reinforced, I think. Okay. So it was really our our intention. It was to 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 really reach the sound we wanted to create. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. And France, like a lot of other parts of the world, were in lockdown last year um, and parts of this year. But um, how much did that affect the songwriting for this album? Did it affect you guys in the sense that you took more time to maybe write and record the album, or was everything ready before? Uh, the lockdown started to affect you guys? Um, it does, it did not really uh, affect the songwriting because uh, we started to, to, to write the songs at the beginning of uh, the pandemic. So mm -hmm. um, it was quite, uh, yeah, it did not affect our planning. Uh, we, we wrote the album during the during the pandemic during the the lockdowns mm -hmm. uh, and mm, the the only thing that mm, did not uh, go uh, the as we wanted was the release of the album uh, okay. we had to, uh, to to push the release of a few months um, because there, there were um, problems uh, to uh, to print vinyls uh, uh, and CDs, and so uh, there was delays um, with the label, and so we uh, we had to push the release of a few months. But other than that, uh, everything went as we we thought it would be. Um, okay, cool. <laughs> uh, in the press release, it says that you guys mixed. Scandinavian death metal and Slavic traditional music. And I was curious as to where the Slavic influence comes from. Is, the, is it from one of the band members? Uh, is that maybe their family background? Or is it a kind of music that you guys listen to uh, that influenced you to, to write this way? Yes. Uh, in fact, in the band, our lead guitarist, Martin, uh, which is the founder of the band, uh, writes all the music. Uh, so uh, the influences are um, his influences, uh, 
mainly. And uh, yeah, for the Slavic traditional music, it's just, it's not, um, it, don't, uh, it doesn't come from his family. It's just that he loves traditional music okay. and uh, particularly Russian music. Mm -hmm. uh, also Scandinavian traditional music and it's um, it's just uh, his tastes and so he, he, he found inspiration in that kind of music like Russian Soviet Sovietic marches uh, that sort of things <laughs> it's a really a melodic music uh, highly melodic music well cool. okay and obviously the the or not obviously but when reading the information regarding the album one thing really jumped out at me was the name dan sueno who's obviously someone who's very well known in mm -hmm. the uh, death metal community has a lot to do yeah. with scandinavian death metal so how important was it for you guys to work with him on the album yeah um as you said uh dan sueno is just a legend for for us uh in Europe and in other all over the world, he mixed uh, so much albums that uh, are so much important for us. Um, so uh, we decided to uh, to contact him to uh, to mix the album. That he mixed the the previous album also, okay. um, and um, he accepted. He, he mixed uh, many albums. Uh, is very productive. He makes very, many, many little bands, great bands, uh, many bands. Um, so it was really important for us to um, to work with him because um, he's so he's so good. Is uh, he, really good at mixing, and you can hear every instrument, every part of the music. Mm -hmm. Is really really talented because he makes so much albums. Uh, and also, it's very uh, easy to work with. Is so nice, so cool. Uh, is awesome. Do you ever reach out to somebody like that to maybe listen to your music in the demo stage to get some opinions and seeing if you're on the right path, or maybe if there's something that they can help you with guiding the music? Um, not really. Not not at all. Uh, but. Uh, because I mean, uh, writing music is something so subjective. It's very personal, so it's really hard to um, to take feedbacks from uh, from other people. Uh, but uh, with Dan Swano, uh, he gave us feedbacks on the sound, on the mix, on the way we uh, we might record the instruments and um, many, many things that helped us a lot to improve our sound. And that part is really relevant because it's so good at, uh, at, at mixing. Is uh, So to the part of the sound and the mix, the recording, uh, we took his uh, opinion, but not on the, on the compositions. Okay. And you guys recorded the album yourselves and produced it yourselves because it doesn't state any of that information in the in the press releases that I received. Oh, uh, we recorded um, the vocals uh, in the studio. Some okay. parts were recorded, like the vocals were recorded in the, in the studio. Some of the parts, like the guitars, were recorded uh, at home, um, and uh, we uh, sent 
everything to uh, down Swano for the mixing. And after that, uh, to Rika Jusila uh, at Thinvox Studio for the mastering. Mm-hmm. Who's also mixed thousands of records. I was looking him up and I was like, wow, this is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're right. <laughs> yeah. um, Obviously, you guys being from France, the, the most known French band at the moment is Gojira. Um, yeah. th- there are another, uh, I mean, other bands that are known, like I know of, I've known for years about uh, Dagobah because they've played close to where I live. Uh, Alceste mm-hmm. is another band. Um, yeah. Hangman's Choir is another one that's getting a lot of press now because they're about to release an album. Even going all the way back to the 80s, uh, there's a band called Trust, which wrote the song Antisocial that Anthrax has covered. And oh, you know them. I, I didn't know they, they were famous uh, in other countries. Um, <laughs> they are I, very famous in France. But, uh, yeah. yeah, well, they're an interesting band because Nico McBrain of Iron Maiden played for them before he was actually in yeah. Iron Maiden. So they've, you're right. You know, they, they influenced indirectly a lot of different things. But, um, for you guys, what's the French metal scene like? I mean, you guys are from Toulouse. Is there is there a scene in Toulouse? Do you have to go to another city uh, that you consider more of a home base for, for the band? Or do you get over better in certain parts of the country than, than anywhere else? Oh, yeah. There's definitely a great scene on in Toulouse and uh, in France in general, a metal scene, I mean. Um, uh, but the thing is, um, in France, you mentioned Gojira, and um, in France, you, we have many extreme metal bands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like black metal bands uh, and death metal bands. There, there's many of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the scene in France is very extreme, and maybe it's uh, it. it it's the reason because there is not much big bands in France. There's mm-hmm. Gojira, of course, obviously. Alceste is also a great band. A great, a great. Uh, they, they make great music, and they are they are big a big band also. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, except for from them, there's not much big bands. Mm-hmm. And this is because the the scene, the metal scene in France is so extreme. Um, so uh, we, for us, with our music, which is very symphonic and highly melodic, uh, there's not much bands like us. Uh, there are some, but mm-hmm. not much. <laughs> so um, it's not complicated to play in our city. Also, Toulouse is a great, is a big city. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not complicated to 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 play, but it's complicated to to make, um, yeah, to to find bands to play with that are um, the same style or uh, similar style. Okay. Yeah, I, I get that. I I'm actually in the north of Spain, so it's it's similar. Oh. In my region, uh, most of the bands here are pagan death metal bands or, you know, things of that nature. So other bands that maybe play other styles, or even if I go to, say, uh, Bilbao and see thrash bands, 
a lot of the bands that are opening up for them are death metal bands or are black metal bands. So they're, you know, I've never honestly seen a full bill that's just thrash, for example, or something like yeah. that. Yeah. In Spain, in Spain, I think that uh, this is uh, the, the opposite of France. Uh, there is many melodic bands. Uh, I, I thought. Uh, in the area where you're in, since where where I am in the okay. north is a very small region, there's very yeah. few places to play, and also it's not, uh, it's not a a rock based area overall. You know, it's okay. unfortunate. There, there aren't a lot of rock bands that have come out of here that are known. So the more extreme you go, the less of, you know, I, I have a friend who's, uh, who's a doctor, actually, and has a great band, which is a post-metal band. And yeah. he's, he had his music played on a uh, famous radio show here uh, because one of the co-hosts was the drummer of the band. And the first thing they did was... Um, I don't want to say make fun of the music, but it caught it shocked everybody because, you know, oh, a doctor singing that way. He's he's singing like uh, like the singer of Converge, for example. Um, so it, it was something that was um, it's something that's out of the ordinary for a lot of bands here. And a lot of bands here have to go other places to be known, unfortunately, in the country. Yeah, I understand. And, and interesting. It, and there are some Spanish bands, there's, uh, which I feel, uh, for example, there's a band like uh, uh, Angela Zapatrida, Angelis Zapatrida, it would be pronounced in Spanish, mm-hmm. Media, who's very well known here, yeah. but because they're very well known, there's also a lot of people that speak against them because they don't want to accept that they're on the same level as other bands. It's, it's very weird. I feel that they're more popular oh. in other countries of Europe than they are here so yeah yeah it's (laughs) i i perfectly understand i think that uh, our music is um is much more uh listened in other countries than in france right so i can understand but it's it it's uh because of the scene uh that is uh, so much ex- extreme so uh, so it's it's hard yep yeah, the 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 people the the metalheads are at the image of the scene mm-hmm. so uh, it's a bit complicated sometimes right. <laughs> what do you consider the the capital of metal in france uh that's a really a difficult question it's <laughs> really difficult because uh uh, Gojira and Assest, they are from the south of France, from right. uh, little cities. Um, in Paris, there is, of course, obviously uh, many bands, but I think that uh, there is uh, there is uh, there, there is many metal bands in all uh, all the cities of France. Okay. It's really difficult. There, there is not in every city there is uh, a scene where um, with many bands um mm-hmm. it, it's i don't know but it would be paris i think but it's yeah. uh, it's not it's not really accurate yeah I, well i mean by the number of bands here for example i would have to say madrid as well so i mean mm. bigger city more bands yeah yeah uh, yeah um for you as an artist growing up who was the first french band that caught your uh that that 
I don't want to say influenced you, but really made you realize, oh, wow, you know, we can do this here in France. Uh, it's not uh, not very original, but it it will definitely be Gojira. I think it's uh, Gojira. It's uh, it's so much a reference uh, here. Uh, many people know know them. Many people that are not not into metal as well. Uh, they reached so, um, so much popularity, and uh, they um, they proved that it's it's possible for a French band. As I said, there is so much bands in France and so much really talented bands, but not much big bands uh, like in other countries, like in Germany, like in United Kingdom, like in Scandinavia, and even in Spain and in Italy, there, there is uh, big bands and in France, uh, not so much. Mm -hmm. uh, so Gojira is, is really, uh really an inspiration for for every every metal band in france that it proved it's uh, it's possible right yeah that was one of my questions from um one of my followers on patreon he said you know we hear about gojira and we hear about mm -hmm. how there are scenes in other countries but we don't really know about a french metal scene so it was mm -hmm. one of his questions you know what was what's kind of the band that influences mm. a lot of people. So it makes sense what you're saying. Um, yeah, we, we have a great black metal scene, uh, post-metal post scene, post-black metal scene, mm -hmm. uh, technical death bands. Uh, there are many, many bands of many styles, but mostly extreme bands. Yeah. But there are various bands of every style, of course. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was the inspiration for you to pick up the guitar and to begin to sing? Yeah, uh, yeah definitely. It's Amon Amars. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I really, um, uh, like 15 years ago, I was really into that band. Uh, I really loved the music uh, and uh, they inspired me to... Uh, to learn to play guitar and to to learn extreme sing, extreme vocals also uh, to uh, um, to to create a, a band uh, to play their songs and that 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 was how I started. Uh, but of course, Angela Gosso is of course also a great inspiration for me. I I started sing uh, singing. Um, doing practicing extreme vocals by um uh practicing her songs with Archenemy of course. Right. So. <laughs> Did you ever try any other vocal styles before or was just guttural extreme vocals the only thing that really interested you? No, I I really wanted to do uh, to grow to do extreme vocals. It was what what I was into and I I am still now I think it will always be my main style vocals because I, uh, I just love that vocal, that extreme vocal so much. I extended my vocal range to the screams and all uh, after that, but it's really extreme vocals. It's what's interests me the most, even right. if I, of course, I learned to, uh, to sing in clean because you have to, to learn the, uh, the, the basics of singing uh, for doing extreme vocals. You, you have to, uh, to know how to sing, of course. Right. Um, as far as singing with the band, you knew 
right when you joined the band that you were going to have to sing? Or was that a process that while you guys were feeling one another out, you just became the vocalist? Um, back in the days, uh, the band started with Martin, our lead guitarist, uh, which founded the band as a solo project, an, an okay. instrumental solo project, in fact. And uh, after that, he, um, he started to, uh, to search for other musicians to play live and uh, to, to have a, a true band, a real band. Um, and uh, when I, um, I uh, what's the word? I postulated, hmm, candidated to, to the band. Right. <laughs> When you were applied, I applied. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. I applied to uh, to uh, to play in the band. Uh, mm -hmm. He was searching for a, a singer. Okay. Uh, but I not I I I noticed that there was not a rhythm guitarist also, and I was uh, playing guitar and also singing sing, and I was also singing. So uh, I said that I applied as a singer. And when uh, when he um, he picked me uh, as a singer, I uh, asked for play the guitar also because I I wanted to play also the guitar, but mm -hmm. I, I didn't know if it would be possible. But it was my uh, uh, it was my thing. I want to to uh, to sing and also to uh, to play. Uh, <laughs> so that's the story. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Long story is short. <laughs> yeah, no problem. I uh, just want to say a quick hello to Brad and Rob who are in the chat joining us today, watching this live. Um, as far as uh, your gear, I noticed that you play a Solar guitar in the one of the latest videos. Um, yes. What made you choose to, uh, to play a Solar? Is there anything uh, specific about the guitar that speaks to you more than maybe other guitars you've played in the past? Yeah, um, before I was playing uh, for uh, for many years uh, an LTD uh, Explorer 400, uh, and um, yeah, I uh, I was really in love with that um, body style of guitar, the Explorer one. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's it it, it, it comes from Abon Mars, I think, but I don't know, maybe James Hatfield. <laughs> I don't remember. I'm just really into that body style. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, uh, but my LTD was really, um, really old and old and uh, she, uh, it didn't uh, sound very well. Mm -hmm. So uh, I decided to, to pick up a new guitar and uh, Solar uh, was a uh, I, I, my choice, my choice was a solo because uh, because they have explorer guitars <laughs> like my 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 own guitar, and uh, they they sound really good for a very affordable uh, price. Uh, in fact, so it's really really good guitars for uh, a really affordable price, and it's really great. I recommend them. Okay, does it weigh about the same as the LTD? Sorry. Does it weigh about the same as the LTD? This is, I don't, uh, sorry, this is. Weight, uh, um, kilos. Ah, the weight, okay. Yeah. <laughs> is it heavier? Okay. Uh, no, it's quite the same. Uh, maybe 
a little less heavy than the LTD, so it's 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 better. Okay. And I'm... it's really oh yeah, and also um, the balance is <laughs> is really better. The LTD was really uh, heel balanced. Uh, the okay. Um, uh, the solar is really well balanced, uh, so it's uh, it's awesome. It's really uh, an improvement, a great improvement. So that's interesting because I know the bottom that sticks out is slightly in a different spot than your traditional uh, Explorer body. I mean, obviously they have to differ from the Gibson body uh, for for legal reasons, but I always found it interesting that the way that uh, Ola designed it, it really is in a different spot than the LTDs or Ibanez or other bodies that are that are similar to that. So that's interesting if, if that's maybe a weight decision as well. Yeah, uh, you're, you're totally right. Uh, I'm not sure I understand all that you said, but uh, I... Um, in fact, yeah, uh, the explorer body shape is uh, is is uh, less heavy than the Gib the Gibson shape, uh, right. uh, of course. Uh, so it's also uh, why I chose uh, that type of guitars. It's all it it's not for the style. It's just not not just for the style. It's also because it's less as less heavy. Yes, makes sense. <laughs> okay. Um, as far as uh, amps, can you tell us anything about amps or any pedals or anything that you tend to use? Yeah, uh, we have a very sim um, very simple setup uh, live <laughs> because we use simulation amps. Okay. Uh, so we have uh, me and Martin, the other guitarist. We uh, we have a fractal axe FX two. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, simulation amps are very um, very great because they um, uh, they allow they they allow to um, to have a really clear tone alive um, to be able to to hear every instrument. They are really great, and we on our simulation amps we have custom sounds, mm -hmm. but the sounds are based on real amps. Uh, like for me, it's based on a, a PV sixty five zero five. I'm translating <laughs> in French. Yeah, the PV sixty five zero five was my um, my previous amp when I uh, when I was when I was playing in, on a hump, a real hump. Right. Uh, so I have a simulation of that hump, um, just a little custom and Martin plays on the simulation uh, of um, uh, Mesa Boogie dual rectifier a little bit uh, tweaked of course um, so that's our setup live it's very simple no <laughs> no pedals uh, nothing just to, everything is simulated okay cool and if somebody wants to pick up a dream of wilderness. Where's the best place where they can buy it and make sure that the band gets the most amount of money for buying the album? Uh, thank you, Victor, for asking the, this question. <laughs> this is on in our, our store, of course, okay. our online store. <laughs> uh, we are um, uh, selling uh, our CDs and vinyls 
and we sign them if you if you wish. Okay. Same price, and uh, yeah, we are we are also selling t-shirts and hoodies and all that stuff, and everything is on our store. It's the best place to support us. Okay, and what's the uh, web address? Uh, um, <laughs> um, this is. Uh, I'm searching. <laughs> Just a minute, please. Up. Yep, it's store.ifanimer.com. Okay. And here's here's a question mm -hmm. that comes in from the chat. Marion's English is very good. Does she sing in French <laughs> or English? That is very kind. My English is not very good. <laughs> not that good, but thank you much. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I sing in French. Uh, I sing in English, but also in French. <laughs> Mostly in English. Uh, but in the, the last album, I uh, I wrote a song in a version of a song of one of a song in French as a bonus track. This was the first time. <laughs> there you go, Brad. And if people want to keep up with the band and get in touch with you guys, what's the best place? Uh, to keep up with us, uh, every every social medias, but uh, Facebook or Instagram uh, are the main places right now. Okay. Um, not very original. <laughs> well, whatever works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're right. Excellent. Um, do you have any plans for touring at any point in time? Um, right now, no, <laughs> because because of the pandemic, you know, um, it's really it's much more hard to to get tours. Uh, like every band in the world wants to wants to tour, obviously. And it's really difficult to get a tour. Um, we are working on a tour in France uh, at the end of 2022. We hope we, we, it will take place. And uh, we will also uh, do um, some festivals in 2022, um, uh, some gigs in Scandinavia also, maybe a little, a small tour in Finland and uh, and in some countries around Finland that yeah, nothing is sure because it's really difficult right now. Okay. Are, are you mm. one of the million bands announced for Hellfest? No. Uh, <laughs> thank you for putting the, that on the table. No, we are not. And this year there's, there's two, there are two Hellfest, yeah. <laughs> like eight, eight or 10 days of Hellfest and we are not. But yeah, that's, that's the game. One of three bands in the whole world that isn't playing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're right. Uh, there's uh, not much band that do not play in Elfest this, this year, but we are we are among those bands. But we are playing at the Motocure Tour, with, which is um, um, a smaller festival uh, near Elfest. Uh, and uh, come come to come to the motocultor. It's it's awesome, <laughs> and we play in the motocultor. Excellent. Well, I want to thank you for your time today. It was very fun to uh, talk <laughs> to you, 
And um, I'm glad we could straighten everything out after everything got uh, mixed up last week. Yeah, uh, sorry for that. Uh, no, it's, it's uh, I don't know what uh, what happened. Um, no, that was um, I, I was speaking to uh, Natalie from the label, and we were talking about you and another band called Wolf Tooth at the same time. Okay. And she scheduled Wolf Tooth, and there was nothing definitive put in place to speak to you guys. It just came up to talk to you guys, but on my end, I was never told this day at this time. I was just told, can you speak to them? Yes, but nothing was ever said. Okay, we've confirmed it. So that's why. Yeah. But no Okay. Okay, we were told uh, the hour and the day of the interview with you, so we were waiting uh, for the link and uh, yeah. it never came. Uh, but sorry for that. Um, this, day, this sort of things happen. <laughs> Thank you. For, I, I hope you're, you're not bothered. Um, but thank you for, for uh, inviting me. Uh, I was really glad to be part of your podcast. And um, it was very nice to chat with you. Thank like, you much. Yeah, th thank you for your time. So, um, again, if anyone wants to pick up the, uh, the band's new album, just go to, the, uh, to their shop, which will put yeah. more money in their pocket than any other place. <laughs> Marion, thank you once again for your time. And thank you, Victor. If you ever want to come back on the show in the future, you're more than welcome to do so. Um, thank you much. I definitely, uh, I will definitely do. Uh, thank you much. And uh, see you next time for the next album, maybe. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. There you guys go. That's my interview with Marion from the band. And I want to make sure that I'm pronouncing this correctly. Um, I said a phantomer, but she said a phantomer, I believe. Uh, I may be butchering that, but uh, I apologize if I am. Um, Jeremy is saying, and of course, while we're on the air, I have my Alexa device going off. Um, Jeremy is saying in the chat, such a nice person. Yeah, it's interesting because I've come in contact with several French bands over the years, but I think this is the first time that I've interviewed uh, anyone from France. Uh, obviously, Gojira is above my pay grade, although I've seen them a lot of times over the years at festivals close to me. But uh, and actually, uh, Dagobah played, um, I want to say, like five minutes from my house years ago. Um, and I heard all types of interesting stories from the promoter about that, but nothing I can say on the air. Uh, anyway, <laughs> thanks guys for uh, joining me today. I saw again, Jeremy, Brad, Rob in the chat. Thank you to you guys for always checking the shows out that I do. Uh, I will be back tomorrow night for Trivia Tuesday. Again, as I've announced to a lot of people, the last three shows of the year that I will be doing on Twitch for Trivia Tuesday We'll all be band related. So tomorrow's tomorrow's show will focus on Kiss. Next week's is Motley Crue. And then the final show of the year for Trivia Tuesday will be Iron Maiden. Then we will be back on Friday with my Patreons to discuss the state of hard rock and metal and what the future looks like. Is hard rock and metal safe? Uh, who are the flag bearers right now? Who are the younger bands that will be carrying the torch
for us moving forward. So we're going to be talking about all that good stuff. Um, as usual, that's Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. in the UK. Midnight for those in Europe, like myself, uh, Friday going into Saturday. And if you want to be part of the discussion, it's just as easy as hopping on into uh, Patreon for uh, two bucks a month. So that is it, folks. Thanks once again for joining me today. And we will see you next time right here on the Signals from Mars live stream brought to you by the Mars Attacks podcast. See you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Mars Attacks podcast. This concludes our show. 